Hi, I'm Sue Hutton, a social worker and a mindfulness teacher at the Azraeli Adult Neurodevelopmental Center at CAMH. And I'm Lee Steele, and I'm the parent advisor at the Israeli Center and the proud parent of two adult children. Welcome to our podcast, Mindfulness for Caregivers. We hope that this podcast encourages you to bring mindfulness into your busy lives as caregivers. Welcome back, everyone, to another one of our podcasts on mindfulness for caregivers out of the Azraeli Center for Neurodevelopmental Disabilities at CAMH. We are so excited to bring more of this because passion, as you can see, to share these teachings of mindfulness and make them accessible and available for caregivers because caregivers are such a huge part of the picture in the lives of persons with neurodevelopmental disabilities. As we've been learning, it's critical to take care of ourselves. We are part and parcel of this journey. Our mental health, our well-being is pivotal to how everyone around us does. So taking care of ourselves, turning that lens back in on our own self-care is what this is all about. Now let's settle into this podcast by starting off with a very brief centering mindfulness exercise. So let's do something that's available to us right here, right now. And you might be walking somewhere listening to this podcast in earbuds, or you may be just relaxing in your home whatever environment you're in, I'd like you just to take a moment to take a deep breath in and feel the belly expanding out fully as you breathe in. And then hold the breath for just a moment. And then exhale with a sigh, letting go all the stress and tension that you can just let go of right now. Breathe in deeply once again, belly expanding out, healing breath filling the body. Hold the breath once again. And exhale fully with a nice relaxing sigh, feeling the whole body letting go. Let's breathe in deeply one more time, healing breath filling the body. Holding the breath briefly and sighing, relaxing, and really feeling the body letting go as we breathe out. Let's do a very brief tense and relax now just to help us take note of how the body's feeling. So tense up your body from head to toe the face, the arms, the fists, shoulders, torso, buttocks, legs, and feet, and fully release and relax. Notice how you breathe a little bit more deeply in a more relaxed rhythm after you do that. So one more time, tensing the body, 
and fully releasing. And now let's just return to take note of our posture. So let's see if you can just bring a bright alertness, a compassionate alertness to your posture. So we're sitting with full attention, but bringing a sense of love and compassion to just listening and allow this podcast to be an opportunity to nourish yourself with your presence. Today's theme is on caregivers and overthinking. I don't know how many of you out there relate to this idea of overthinking things around our loved ones. We're going to be exploring how thoughts are not facts. I love to say thoughts leak from the brain in the same way that a leaking tap just drip, drip, drips. Thoughts are something that just continues to happen. Now, we know from research, the more that we get caught into buying into the stories of these repetitive, intrusive, burdensome, burdensome thoughts, the more we increase our risk of anxiety and depression. And we know caregivers are at risk of heightened anxiety, heightened depression. And boy, oh boy, as Lee will share with us, we know that thoughts can really be a burden around our, care, our caregiving practices and looking after those that we love because we'll get caught in thoughts of the past, thoughts of the future, and this vigilance to be thinking about how can I make things better? How can I advocate harder? How can I create a better world and a better system? How can I be a better caregiver to make the world perfect for my loved one? Well, those thoughts are exhausting and not necessarily helpful. So what we're going to talk about uh, today is how thoughts are not facts. And then we're going to do some practices to help us release ourselves from that relationship with our thought that creates so much tension and stress. Right now, I'm going to say a couple of pieces on the neuroscience or the facts. We like to do facts in these podcasts. And there is a researcher who I've been following for it seems like a bazillion years in mindfulness. Her name is Willoughby Britton. And she's out of the University of Arizona. Willoughby Britton published a paper, believe it or not, 2004. And that was called The Physiology of Stress in Depression. She has since then gone on to do so much research under neuroscientist Richard Davidson around neuroplasticity and around all of the wonderful, wonderful benefits and the rich science that we're finding around mindfulness in the brain. We know from Willoughby Britton's early research that thoughts affect the body so incredibly deeply. And we do a quick and dirty research study on ourselves actually in our uh, Mindfulness for Caregivers groups where we have people just imagine sucking on a lemon and people just pause, close their eyes, just reflect on a hot, 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 sunny day. 
Imagine sucking on a lemon. And then when we all share, what happened? Generally speaking, somebody says, I salivated. Every single time we do it, people talk about salivating. And then we say, wait a minute. If we're salivating just from thinking about sucking on a lemon, that means that we are able to actually change our physiology with thought, right? So we're simply thinking something and next thing you know, there's a biochemical response and there is a release and we're salivating. Then we say, hang on a minute. What does that mean that I'm doing to my body? Thinking over and over and over about the things that I may have done wrong as a caregiver. How can I get better, right? So we really have this impact on our bodies. We know from Willoughby Britton's research that real or imagined threats have the same physiological response in the body, right? So the more we're thinking and getting stressed out, the more we're actually creating a climate of stress, challenges for our immune system in the physical body. So as you know, we really do like to talk a bit about the science behind mindfulness and that's why we bring in a little bit of this amazing information from these researchers out there like Willoughby Britton. And Lee, you're going to share with us a little bit about thoughts and uh, some tips that you might have around how we can do this. And first off, Lee, I'm just going to say, how are you doing today? I'm well today, Sue. Thank you. Uh, but I got to say, when you were describing just the pressure that caregivers put on, we put on ourselves, that, that really brought back some memories for me, um, actually, of a time where, you know, my, my fears um, really overtook my health. I mean, I was so concerned about uh, my loved one that I just was you know, thinking about all the time, I was just driven by fear, like, and how that showed up in my body. I think just years of being sort of pushed along by fear instead of hope, um, I, it ended up, you know, showing up in autoimmune diseases for me, um, I, I particularly one, you know, with my thyroid disease. And I'm, when I look back, I think, you know, I was just holding so much emotion right there in my throat. I don't know if it was, I was holding grief, I was holding fear, I was holding all kinds of negative, you know, and, and very powerful thoughts right there in my throat. And, um, and so I really, when you were talking about that interplay between our bodies and our, and our thoughts, I, that memory came back to me, just um, how powerful thoughts can be and how um, how healing mindfulness can be because it can help interrupt all of those ruminating thoughts that I had at that time. But I just, I didn't have this, any skills to know what to do with them back then. So yeah, yeah, that's what came up for me when you were talking about that, just how powerful that interplay. Our, our thoughts aren't separate from our bodies. It's so true. And, you know, this is the amazing thing. And this is the fun thing working with you, Lee, and our amazing research team at the Azraeli Center is just going further into this research and really putting caregivers, you know, in the picture, in the middle of the picture on, on this research. And, you know, if we look way, way back, 
there was um you know the md um basil vanderkoek who actually wrote the book the body keeps the score now that really looks at trauma you know that looks at at the um you know advances in brain science and the attachment research body awareness but it's the same principle right the body keeps mm -hmm. the score just like you said lee the more we think and we're manifesting that and i'm just so excited that we're really doing doing this work and this research for caregivers and lee you speak so beautifully about about the way thoughts really affect the body can you talk a bit about that before we get into a practice sure sue i guess one of the th powerful things you taught me um when you you know i was learning from you about mindfulness at the beginning was just that thoughts aren't facts you know and i i i think you know i was just chasing after facts like you know a dog chasing after cars going down the street like every thought i if especially if it was a powerful thought I thought, I've got to deal with this thought. I was already so full of emotion that I thought, I've got to bring down the anxiety of this thought. And so it just meant that I actually thought about the thought even more. Um, and I just, it was so healing for you to teach me, uh, Sue, about that thoughts aren't facts, that I could learn to step back from them. I could watch them like clouds going across the sky or or, you know, sitting on a park bench instead of running after, you know, each one of them. And like if using that metaphor, if it's cars going by, that I could just sit on a bench and watch the thoughts go by. Or I could place them on a leaf and watch them go downstream. I didn't have to get hooked by every thought. And um, the more I realized just how just the mind is just constantly generating these kinds of thoughts and have been doing so all my life and some of those thoughts you know became very powerful truths because i told them to myself over and over and over again that they know we they no longer even felt like a thought they felt like a truth so i think this is why mindfulness is so so healing because right there you know being able to step back and say okay i'm having the thought versus it being like something i feel i have to do something with or buy into right away or I can kind of step back a little bit hey this is a thought now I get to choose with with compassion and with recognition what I'm going to do with that thought maybe I can let it go maybe it requires action but it, they're not yanking me around like they did before um, I started practicing mindfulness Sue yeah that's a beautiful way of putting it and i and i like lee how you said you know sometimes it's a thought that i've got to address you know because you know i hope that people don't think that those of us practicing mindfulness just uh sit back and let the dishes pile up and let all the catastrophes happen because those are just thoughts no we actually have to take skillful action and deal with things in our lives but like you just said so beautifully lee it's finding that relationship and knowing knowing when to when we need urgent action and when it's something that we can say okay that can wait till later and just really sharpening our discernment on knowing when we need to take action and when it's something that that we can let go i really like that yeah. sue but even knowing that i need to take action i can use mindfulness to kind of get grounded first and then make a choice about action. 
yeah. right? Sometimes, yeah. but like when fear is the push behind taking the action. That's right. And I haven't, I haven't like tapped into, I haven't got quiet enough to go, wait a minute, fear is driving your need to do something really fast. You know, mindfulness is kind of helping me get grounded enough to kind of decide if I want to come out of my values, if I want this to be a, an action that really aligns with who I want to be as a caregiver, then first I, I find that mindfulness helps to get me grounded first. Where am I right now? What is the reality of this moment? Am I stuck in the past? Am I ruminating in the future? Am I spinning? So I can get grounded first. And then, you know, nothing is that urgent that I can't like, take care of myself in the moment enough mm -hmm. to, to, um, to then make a values-based decision about my action versus mm -hmm. just being tugged around by those thoughts which suddenly appear so real, so factual, when mm -hmm. they could just be a thought. Mm -hmm. It's so beautifully put. It's, it's such an interesting journey. And I, I love this whole, you know, when we start getting into the thought practices and mindfulness, it's, it's, a really, it's a really interesting journey because some people beat themselves up and think, oh, I can't still my thoughts. I must not be a very good meditator. But we really remind people, no, no, no. If you've got thoughts, you're human. It's part of the way the brain operates. We, we do have thoughts, but it's developing that new relationship. And I love this idea of observing our thoughts from a, you know, I mean, I'm here in Toronto, so we've got the CN Tower as our, you know, the closest high level observation deck. But, you know, wherever you are in the world, if you think about an observation deck that you've been on at some point and you look down and you see all the cars going back and forth, all the people look like tiny, tiny little ants going about their ways and you can't talk to the people you can't actually interact with them or the cars but you just observe them and you've got that that objective witness perspective that all comes and goes as we watch it right and there's sort of this accepting perception and that's really what we want to cultivate with our thoughts so it's um, it's a it's a really really interesting journey I love that, Sue. I, another one you taught me was, you know, clouds going across the sky. Just the sun is still there, you know. It's like when you go, you fly in an airplane and you're above the clouds, you see the sun is still there. Sometimes my thoughts can feel obscuring the goodness in life or the, 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 the more sunny moments or whatever. And, I, and sometimes just bringing that, whew, okay, this is just, this, this too will, shall pass, this thought will pass. This urgency will pass. Let me just just stay in this moment. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to do some practice to learn how to do this together, Sue. And Lee, you do speak about yourself as a beginner. I mean, we're all beginners all the way through our whole lives. We're beginners, aren't we? And that's you know the beauty of this practice that with each breath that we all do, we're all in the same place. We're all starting over every single breath and mm -hmm. I'm going to add one more thing you know Lee there's another caregiver like the wisdom that we learn from caregivers there's another caregiver who said I can't remember if she sent this to me in an email or if she said it in a group but I loved this 
she said, you know, my journey in parenting my young adult, and this is a mom who's going through a whole lot of very challenging situations, and with a lovely, lovely, challenging, beautiful child. And But she said, to me, this mindfulness journey is kind of like when I get on an airplane. I pack my bags, I get all ready, I board the plane, I get myself seated, I get my seatbelt on, and then once the plane takes off and we're up there, I'm on for the journey. All I can do is accept whatever happens. There's nothing that I can change once the plane's up in the air. I've got to settle in for the ride. Just take a moment to take a deep breath and relax and just enjoy the ride as best I can. And I really mm. liked that that image, right? You know, you can't change anything once you're up in the air. You've got to accept it. You're in an airplane. You're you're in a journey. So I sort of liked that. Uh, for I like that, Sue. Thank you. I know. So, uh, Lee, should we do a practice now? What do you think? Yeah, let's try one, Sue. I I, okay. I feel my need to get grounded right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, always, always, always. Well, Lee started off by talking about the beautiful practice of clouds. So I'm going to suggest that what we do, and as you know, we're all about neurodiversity at the Azraeli Center. So why don't we do uh, observing thoughts meditation practice with three different images. So we'll do a little bit of a practice. We'll start off with Lee's clouds and using clouds in this concept of mind-like sky. It's one of the traditional practices. You see it used all the time, mind-like sky. So we'll start off with that one and then we'll do another practice also commonly used on just observing the flow of thoughts going down a river. And then we'll close off with a really nice concrete one that we do with our autistic adults on just imagining that we're sitting out in a park bench and we're just looking, taking in a beautiful park environment that has a road winding through it. And that road that winds through has the occasional car that goes by. And we're just going to imagine in this meditation that cars are our thoughts. So remember, all of these practices you'll find that you're going to start thinking occasionally and when you do just keep returning to the practice of cultivating that witness perspective so let's get ready to do that right now let's just get into a posture wherever you are however you're seated just bring your posture into a position in which you can hold focus and attention for the next short while. If you're comfortable to close your eyes, that can help you increase your concentration. And if you're comfortable to do that, just rest them. If you're not comfortable to close your eyes or you can't where you are, just see if you can hold command of your gaze just looking down at one object so you can focus. Let's take a few of those nice cleansing breaths in just to start the practice. So breathing in deeply, healing breath, feeling yourself nourished and then letting go of anything you can let go of on the exhale. You can do that with a sigh, 
breathing in again, nourishing with a deep healing breath. And exhaling fully, releasing, relaxing on the out breath. One more healing, nourishing, deep breath in. And releasing and relaxing on the out breath. So right now, just take a moment to settle into the present moment right here and right now. I want you to imagine that you are seated in a beautiful environment and looking before you at a gorgeous sky. There's a lovely, clear sky in front of you. And just noticing that, feeling the spaciousness, feeling the limitlessness of that sky, expansive, breathing in the healing, fresh air, nourishing yourself. And imagining that your mind is as vast as that sky. Your mind is limitless and clear. Breathing in and out, feeling that spacious freedom giving yourself that full permission to relax into a space of limitless, expansive presence. And taking note, when thoughts enter into your mind, that they are just like a cloud that may appear in that sky, and it passes through and dissipates. So once you notice a thought, just allow it to dissipate just like a cloud. And this practice, we want to see if we can become aware of the thought instantaneously. In the same way you might become aware of a sound, the split second that sound happens, you're aware of it. See how quickly you can become aware of thought. So just relax, observing the beautiful, limitless sky. Just give yourself a moment to breathe and experience that calm presence. And when a thought arises, see how quickly you can become aware. Ah, thought. Allow it to disperse like a cloud. Just take a moment breathing in and out, experiencing that limitless sky. And now, let's bring another practice of imagining now that that beautiful sky is before us, but we're now seated beside a river. And this river is flowing with beautiful, clear, crystal, bubbling water flowing down a stream. You may even breathe in and smell that healing quality of the flowing river. Feeling calmed where you are safe on the shore of this river. 
And there's a few ways you can do this. As soon as you notice thought, you can imagine that you place it on a leaf and just put it on the river to flow downstream and just letting go of that. You can also just imagine that when a thought arises, that you can just place it directly into the river and become aware that the river flows constantly and the thoughts continue to flow. So you never get caught or stuck in them. Thoughts are flowing like a river. You may even feel the body relaxing as you let go of thought, allowing the thoughts just to flow downstream with the river. Constantly being replenished, being renewed, being healed by the pure river flowing through, letting go of thought, and just being present, the healing flowing river. So the nature is letting go, letting go, letting go. And then the next practice that we can turn to in case this one's more appealing. Just now, shift your attention and just imagine that you're now seated on a park bench and just bring to mind a beautiful park that you may have been at in some point in your life. There may be trees, there may be green grass, and there's a road winding through. And just taking a seat, relaxing, feeling so comfortable sitting back and breathing in. Do you smell the beautiful fresh scent of the healing grass, the trees perhaps, whatever it is, it's that natural pristine air, breathing that and nourishing yourself, letting go on the out-breath. And just take a moment relaxing, allowing this calm presence of nature in front of you just to enter into the body, just feeling the whole body and being nourished by this. And then from one side or the other of this road, a car emerges and drives through winds down this road that goes through the park and then drives off into the distance out of our view. So allow cars to continue to come, just imagining you're relaxing, sitting there, different color cars, different types of cars, but we don't get in them and travel with them. We just observe it. Ah, there's a red car. Aha, there's a blue truck. Whatever it is, it passes on by. And then we just return to that relaxing view of the park, just letting the cars pass on by. Just try that for a moment, just relaxing, allowing your thoughts just to flow and travel on into the distance without getting into the car. Try that just for a moment.
then just taking a few more breaths in, relaxing the body. And just, you can reflect on which one of those worked best for you. Mind like sky, just observing our thoughts as clouds, just passing through, dissipating. Or that flowing river, either just allowing the thoughts to pour down the river or placing them on a little leaf or some sort of vessel that holds them or just relaxing in a park bench and observing thoughts as cars. So you can take in a deep breath and relax on the exhale. Open your eyes if they were closed and uh, there's a little practice for us in just letting go of thoughts. Thoughts are not facts. Lee, I know you talked earlier about really liking the clouds one. So out of curiosity, today, which one of those did you connect with? The clouds, the river, or the park bench? Oh, thanks, Sue. I really liked all of them today. I was I really allowed myself to be in each of the settings. Um, I think today what spoke to me most was the that little babbling brook I had in my mind and and um, just letting the thoughts lay on the leaf and watch them go downstream. Um, but, you know, we didn't do it for very long, Sue. I mean, it was just a little bit of a, a taster of three different options, but I can just feel my whole body has just gone, phew, like even just in that short period of time. I, I really appreciate um, those three options, but also, it, you know, sometimes I think when I think of mindfulness, at the beginning, I always thought I have to dedicate like a whole, you know, chunk of time, but I could even just see myself just stopping, you know, intermittently through the day if I start to see that I'm really getting caught up in thoughts. Just, okay, let me just get regrounded here. Let me do one of the practices you shared with us, even just for a few moments, just that small gap between having a thought and allowing the thought to take over my mind or my heart or my, you know, making me feel afraid or making me feel anxious. Like, I can do this. This is, this is something I can do. It is. And it's, and it's interesting because we used imagery there, you know, the clouds, the river, the park bench. And Lee, I know that you're a very image-based person. And if anybody's doing this practice and thinking, jeepers creepers, I'm not seeing any clouds or river or park bench, don't worry for a minute. Those are, those are just certain practices. And we're not all wired to be able to see those images. You can also just take note of the thought, the split second, you notice that thought, just let it go. That's, that's what we want to do is we want to become aware sooner and sooner. Like the, the more quickly we can notice, ah, I'm lost in thought, the, the better. I remember in my early days of doing long meditation retreats, sometimes I realized, wait a minute, how long have I been thinking about chocolate cake? You know, this is when I was in India and there was no chocolate cake to be seen and savoring. <laughs> and I would sit and get through these long, long meditations thinking about chocolate cake and all the details of it. And then realize, wait a minute, I'm lost in thought again. But, um, well, thanks, Lee. This was, this was great. And it's just so nice to practice with you and to share these techniques. And uh, we'll, we'll just keep adding, adding more podcasts and and um, there's more practices we can do with uh, managing thoughts. So we'll do some more of those coming up.
Oh, thanks, thanks so Sue. much. Thank you. I think I'll I now feel like a piece of chocolate cake, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Enjoy it. Eating meditation, right? Chocolate right. cake meditation. Oh, thank you, folks. Lee. Bye. Yes. See you next time. Amazing. You got it. Enjoy the chocolate cake. We'd like to thank Dr. Yona Lunsky, the director of the Israeli Center, Katie Cardiff, our amazing producer, who um, just has done all the behind-the-scenes work for making this podcast what it is. We'd like to thank Kevin Laliberte for his beautiful music um, and the caregivers, the siblings, parents, and family members who generously shared their experience, strength, and hope that shaped uh, these exercises. And, but most important, the adults with neurodevelopmental disabilities who have taught us the importance of looking after ourselves and others and have helped make mindfulness so accessible. Thank you to everyone.